0: This episode of Noise of the Broke Boys is brought to you by deodorant. Are you a large, hairy, perspirating individual with no regard for personal hygiene? Do you attend social gatherings with no self-awareness of your own personal body odors? Perhaps you're a dancer that rolls on the ground for fun, allowing various dirt, grime, fungi, and bacteria to collect on your grotesque body. If this is a constant struggle for you, perhaps it is a good idea to apply deodorant to your body before attending social events such as your best friend's wedding, or a family reunion. No longer will you cause scent-inflicted fainting of others at the club. You'll finally be free from causing your peers to spontaneously vomit at the first whiff of you. Get ready to make other dancers jealous of your new hygienic upgrade.
1: Deodorant should not be used in lieu of daily bathing activities and other necessary hygienic treatments. Do not use deodorant as a soap supplement or ingest it for respiratory disease treatment.
0: And now, on to the show. In today's episode, I sit down with a b-boy I met when I moved to the LA area about a year ago. He is the president of Juice, an organization whose aim is to support the local Los Angeles hip-hop scene. I really respect the work they do. Please enjoy this episode as I get to know b-boy Eric. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Terrible Trash Can Talk Show. I am your host, Kurt Rockski. And today I have a special guest. His name is B-Boy Eric, just, you know, government name. He is the president of JUICE. Um, What's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you could come. Um, What I want to ask you, because I don't actually know what JUICE stands for, but I like, I just, you know, show up to you guys as practice and stuff and use your floor and everything. So can you,
1: can you talk to me a little bit about like what JUICE is? Yeah, so JUICE is an acronym. Um, I always tell people, you know, think about orange juice, and they never forget. Mm -hmm. So I always say, hey, it's JUICE Hip Hop. And they go, okay, I'll remember to look that up. Yeah. Uh, But JUICE is an acronym. It stands for Justice by Uniting in Creative Energy. So J-U-I-C-E. I'll say it one more time. It's Justice by Uniting in Creative Energy.
0: Justice by Uniting Creative Energy. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, Justice League of Uniting. <laughs> That's tight. Okay, so then, um, were, are you the one who started it? I know you're the president now, but were you the one who started it, or was it a group collective, or like how did that actually fall into your lap?
1: Yeah, so there's an interesting history of Jews. Juice has been around in Los Angeles since 2001. Okay. Um, our founder, um, she was a a mentor for incarcerated youth. Okay. So I wasn't the founder. Um, I kind of came in probably earlier on in uh, the existence of Juice, Mm -hmm. but still in its early stages. Uh, But the history of Juice is that, you know, when our founder was asking incarcerated youth, what could have made a difference in your life? Oh. That was the big question that, She'd asked um, some of the young people that had made a mistake in their life, mm-hmm. and just reflecting back on you know what could have made a difference, they said, you know, you know, I really wish I had a place that I can go to, just a place that I could feel like I could belong to,
0: yeah, yeah, a place
1: that was safe, a place that I could feel that I was accepted for who I was, uh-huh. um, a place that did really interesting things, run by and for young people, yeah, um, specifically the hip hop arts. Yeah. Um, not the traditional YMC or Boys and Girls Club, but something yeah. that was more something that I could relate to. Yeah. And so when asked that question, you know, those were the items that our founder Dawn, she said, you know, what if we had an organization that is in these underserved neighborhoods mm. that could promote the free opportunity for young people of any background to come through to express themselves through the hip-hop arts. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, well, you know, that could make, you know, life-changing things if, you know, these young people could have had this opportunity in their life. Yeah. Um, so the history is, over the years, um, Don formed a group of, of dancers to come out and do festivals and, and get-togethers, and this became um, a weekly event. Eventually, we ended up, uh, having a practice session on Thursdays over on Vermont and Eighth Street in the Pico mm-hmm. Union District, you know specifically a neighborhood that had a lot of um, a lot of crime, a lot of young people that you know probably didn't have a, a path in their life, but was either um, in high school, dropped out of high school, or mm-hmm. was in transition between being a kid and being an adult. And not having that path yet, you know, and specifically, you know, speaking with a lot of the young people at Juice, they said, you know, I was at a place in my life where the streets were calling my name. You know, I just Mm -hmm. needed to hustle. I needed to make money. You know, I didn't have an outlet. But, you know, Juice was a place that I at least I can go to. So um, we were over on 8th and Vermont. Okay. For a handful of years, uh, over time, we moved to a couple different locations. And finally, we ended up over at MacArthur Park, still in the same neighborhood at Pico Union yeah. uh, in the Westlake District. And, um, you know, we've been there since 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2011, we became a, a 501C3. Um, 10 11 we did okay. and we decided to take that leap of faith and um, we had a fiscal partner before and say hey let's let's go big and let's figure this thing out you know yeah. not having you know a specific roadmap we knew what we wanted to do we knew we were doing something right we knew that there was a need in the community and, and there was just this huge following of of artists in the mm-hmm. community that that came through the organization at one time in their lives and said, Hey, you know what I met, you know, my partner, or I, I I developed a craft in my, in my art form because, you know, there was a facilitator there that just kind of took me in under his wing or, you know, it it just friendships developed from here. Or, you know, it was the one thing I could focus on in my life that made me feel like I could live again. Um, so we knew we were doing amazing work in the community, um, just, you know, in our capacity and, um, you know, our big thing was, you know, let's build a program that has, you know, all the elements of hip hop, you know, the, the four elements of scene, DJing, graffiti art and breaking mm-hmm. um, and have that all under one roof. And, and be able to have a hip hop collective where, you know, hey, I'm a graph writer, but I also want to learn how to be boy yeah, yeah, or, you know, I'm, I'm a beat maker, but I also, you know, I love I love graffiti art, you know across, you know, or I just, I want to learn how to DJ, you know, I've always seen these DJs out there. So, you know, we were able to create a, an organization where we had different facilitators uh, that had a specialty in their craft, where the programming was, it was unlike a traditional class or a workshop program, but it, the idea was, you know, we wanted to create an organization that really kept true to the hip hop arts, where it was just really peer to peer teaching, I mean that was the key thing is is when you're able to work with young people that feel the world is against you or just really not sure of places or people. You know the best way to learn and the best way to develop friendships is really through that natural, organic peer-to-peer mentoring. Yeah. And where you know doesn't matter where you come from or where I came from. You know we all come from different backgrounds, um, but we see each other as friends, as artists, mm-hmm. and we're able to mentor each other on different capacities. You know, it's, it's you know, I always talk about, you know, Juice is a place where you find people from all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, some have been educated in, you know, amazing Ivy League schools or have amazing professions, and some are just haven't even finished high school, but yeah. when we come together, it's, we share in this mentor of each other, and yeah. no one is seen as better than one another, but we're all seeing each other as friends and peers, and I don't think I would have ever met the unique people that I would have met unless it was for Juice, because yeah. I just, I would have never, you know, I think when we, we get older, we kind of have our own community and groups that we connect with, mm. and so, you know, for me, um, you know, my profession, my day job. You know, I, I work in in the city of Calabasas. Mm-hmm. You know, a nicer neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I work in commercial real estate, and I deal with a lot of individuals that are you know very savvy, um, have been very well off financially. Yeah. And then I travel to downtown LA or the mid area of Los Angeles, and I and I and I connect with people my age and older, but still you know maybe of a different background, but we connect on this amazing level where I just, I'm able to connect and just feel a human again and, yeah. and, and live through these arts. Um, so that's kind of the synopsis of, of Juice, is, is just this community space where artists come to. It's free, yeah. so anybody can kind of come through um, and find their own thing there. Um, yeah. I've seen individuals that just come, just, you know, they see the B boys and B girls breaking and they just they just want to sit down and write and watch and get inspired and you know I get to know them and they'll go oh I didn't know you're amazing you know musician in, in you know the vocal arts or something like that
0: yeah no I think it's important um to to develop like a sense of community among creatives I mean I would say that a lot of times you know artists would maybe they I think it comes down to you know uh public schools now don't really stress the importance of creative arts. And so someone who innately has this creative tendency in their life is somewhat like shunned a little bit. I think like sometimes they don't fit into school so much. And so that might, you know, go into why they're, you know, feeling left out or whatever. And so they don't have a community in their typical day-to-day life. And so it's important to find that community, but you know, I think once they're see- once they're seeing this, they're like, "Oh, there's so many people that are like this, and they're they come from all different walks of life." And so I think that it's it's such a great thing that you guys are doing this because um, it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a great thing that is needed in the community be- because I think it, it it's not it's not inherently in our public school system and just in our society in general.
1: Yeah, you know, it's I over the years I've gotten to know a lot of uh, young people that have been through the program and. Um, we always talk about sports in schools. You know, yeah. I mean, schools focus on traditional sports: baseball, basketball, maybe soccer, mm. uh, football. Um, but when it comes to the creative arts, it, you know, it's one of those things that just it's not academic in terms of scoring. It doesn't help bring funding to our schools, so those are things that are typically dropped right away. Yeah. And even the traditional sports, you know, not everyone is is laid out to to be excited or even have that natural ability within within certain specific sports. And so, you know, what breaking does specifically, I think it creates an avenue and an opening door for individuals that may not relate to basketball, football, soccer, and say, hey, you know what? But but breaking is something that I, 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 I can actively do and I can learn how to do, and I don't have to have this natural ability to be, you know, strong, or I don't have to be super tall to become a basketball player, you yeah. know? And, and I think it it's the one one type of activity that I think anybody can be involved in and it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the greatest thing. It's, you don't have to buy uniforms. You don't have to be part of a, a program that costs funds. Yeah. It's just, you know what, if you have space and you have desire, you could do it wherever you want. Yeah.
0: No, that's what drove me to it before. Um, I was big into like martial arts and stuff. And I just felt this like disconnect between me and like, a lot of the thing, the activities I was doing, because it was always like, "Oh, you need to do it this way and this," and I was like, uh, "I just want to do whatever the heck I want." And so, in a way, I was like a b-boy before I even knew what breaking was. And once I stumbled upon breaking, I was like, "Oh, it's okay to do whatever the hell you want. Like it's encouraged. In fact, if you're not doing that, it's discouraged. You're a you're a biter, right?" So. Uh, I was like, man, this is what I want to do this is like so fun it's it, you know i I love it because it's like an active thing to do it's it keeps you in shape but it, you know it's encouraged to just explore like different movements um, and you can kind of make whatever you want into something cool it's it's like it's like taking you know a canvas and p- painting and you just t- kind of turn it into whatever you want that's how I look at it and i had been a you know painter basically my whole life before coming into breaking and so um uh it was like a natural thing for me to get into i mean obviously i needed to learn moves and stuff i needed to understand the uh color palette is what i could call it the color palette the techniques of how to how to perform the dance but once i understood that it was like okay let me just put these pieces together in whatever way I can conceive of in my mind. And, um, I don't know. And it's encouraged to do that. So I found that this is like what I want to do. This is, I was like, I say that I was like destined to be a B boy, you know, my whole life really, even though I didn't know what breaking was until I was probably like 13 or something, you know? So, uh, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way and, um, a lot of people that probably don't know what breaking is right now. And so I, I want to get the message out to them that there is this community. And I think that that's like the mission statement of like juice. Right. And that you want to get this thing out there so that people can come to the community, explore their different talents, their different things, build talents. And, uh, you know, ultimately uh, become part of the hip hop community and, and, and do art <laughs> together with us.
1: Yeah, I, I I have an interesting story because uh, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't, I guess I wasn't um, introduced to hip hop till much later on. Yeah, yeah. I knew of hip hop and you know I listened to hip hop music, mm-hmm. but I think I you know it didn't come till much later in my life where I really understood the true culture of hip hop. Um, going back where I came from, I I was a, a gymnast growing up. Oh, nice! And so um, started when I was really young. Did it through college, Mm -hmm. and my last competition, I was done. Oh, I mean, since I was probably five years old. Yeah, I worked out. You know, maybe five to six days a week, three (laughs) to four hours a day. Competed. You know, every other weekend, and then one day, it just it was. I was done. There was nothing left for me. Uh, I didn't have a desire to compete, you know, any further. I wasn't, I wasn't at that level either, where I could go. Hey, you know, I was, I could be in the top ten in the United States. I was, you know, I was, I was okay for where I was, and yeah. um, and I, and I had a good time doing it. And um, I took a hiatus, you know, I didn't mean just stopped, and I still kept in shape after I, I finished school. I, I moved to Japan, mm. and I lived in Japan for about a year and a half. Um, oh, nice. I always knew about breaking um but you know and i and i because i was able to do some of the moves in gymnastics i saw you know break dancers at that time going oh hey that's a that's a that's a a thomas flare or that's a t yeah. flare and i was like yeah i was doing that when i was like 6 years old you yeah, know yeah that's tight <laughs> and and so you know that was that came really natural to me i was like oh i get on my hands and i can do you know an aerial flip you know that was something that i go yeah it's kind of in my my bag of tricks you know yeah 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 um so when i was in japan I went to a uh, university there. I had a relative that um, allowed me to kind of enter into a university just kind of as a, a spectator. and oh, okay. um, It was really cool. I stayed there for about almost half a year and, and I met this young man who was doing a style of dance called tutting yeah, yeah. Uh, in front of a, a glass mirror um, at the mm. university. And I just went up to him and said, hey, you know, that's really cool. Um, hey, my name is Eric. And... Um, Sure enough, we just kind of hit it off, and he's like, yeah, I, I also b-boy, and, and so, hey, why don't you come practice with us? Yeah, And yeah. so he introduced me to his crew in Japan called Kaiten Ninja. Oh, yeah, I know, and, I've heard of them. And then all of a sudden, you know, this thing that I was practicing since I was five years old, gymnastics, all of a sudden started transforming into a street dance, and then that street yeah. dance became breaking. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I started to go, wow, this is really cool, you know, and, and I just... I think more so was just the need f- and the feeling of um, being able to have a group to be around and, and just being able to express, you know, something that's very natural in me in movements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gymnastics was about s- perfection, straight legs and pointed toes. And eventually, you know, it allowed me to just to go, hey, what if I just bend my right knee and flex knee? my front foot and yeah. just do something funky you know and creating your own personality through it Uh, but you know I already had that skill set at that age and I was like you know what this is really cool Um, but what I really learned is about community and I think it was about the crew aspect because I I never had that it reminded me about how I had a team when I was in gymnastics and Mm -hmm. about some of the close relationships that I have and it just allowed me to go, wow, this is what it feels like to be a crew and <clears throat> just to share in and just your experiences with each other, practice hard with each other, eat with each other, mm-hmm. share stories with each other and just be there for each other. I, I felt yeah. that was that was kind of the opening up of what hip hop culture was really all about. Yeah, yeah. It's about that community and that need for belonging. Um, and it's just about sharing in your life. Yeah. Um, So eventually, you know, I started practicing and learning about breaking and just some of the basic fundamentals. But, you know, I was like, I was always doing just doing power moves. Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn about the basic fundamental steps because I go, "Uh, you know what, I'm just going to do this now and then see where it takes me. But I was really into it. And and eventually I came back to the United States and I I was just kind of more aware about what, you know, I learned in Japan. And I go, gosh, this must exist here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So one day you didn't even know it was coming. I know. So I was just, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't exposed to breaking. I wasn't exposed to a lot of hip hop growing up. And then one day I was over at work and I heard this girl talk about this place that is just an open session. Yeah, a lot of really dope b boys and b girls go to. They have an awesome MC program, live DJ. They have graffiti art walls. I'm like, whoa! So I just went up to her. I said, Hey, I, I overheard you talking about this place can you tell me about it? I'm really interested. And she's like, yeah, just come follow me. It's in LA. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and remind you, so I grew up in the Valley. I was super suburbia uh-huh. <laughs> and I, and I was living, I think on that time on the West side of Los Angeles. So okay. I was like, Oh, LA, it's kind of dangerous out there, isn't it? Yeah, Like, I, I don't know, you know? Um, So I remember going out there. I was like, well, where are we in LA? Because I never went to LA growing up. I always thought it was like a dangerous place. <laughs> I mean, that's how sheltered I was like okay. growing up. Um, but you know, sure enough, it, it was it was in it was in the heart of LA. And the minute I walked into Juice that one day, I mean, I felt this amazing feeling over going. Wow, there's so much energy here. There's so many amazing talented artists here, yeah. and it's free. And I just I was kind of in awe, and I and I just I was just watching everybody collaborate together just people talking going wow this is a place i really need to be at yeah yeah. and that was my first experience and i think i i sat down for the first 30 minutes just watching because i was just like wow there's just so much amazing things going on here
0: that's tight yeah no i i I guess i probably have a similar experience walking into one of the first uh, uh, jams i've ever been to when i was shoot probably 13. 14, 13, 14, I walked in and it's just like all these people are just dancing, battling. And I was like, whoa. At that time, I was like a skateboarder and, you know, I was aware of like what breaking was. I could do a few moves or whatever, but I'd never been to an event before. And so I go in and I just see these like top level guys, but I didn't know who they were at that time. But and I see them Um, actually Rob Zilla was there. Stunt man was there, Cujo was there, and I was like, "Oh my God, who's this guy?" Just like literally flying on his hands, and and you know, come to know it later, it's like, "Oh, that was Cujo." Uh, yeah, it just like blew my mind to see that, and that there's this huge community of you know uh, of b boys. Because before that, it was like, "Oh, it's just some high schoolers that get together in the lunchroom," you know, at my high school because the janitor said we could be there until he comes in there basically. And so that's that that was breaking to me before that moment. And so yeah, it, it like hit me it hit me like a brick going, Oh, there is this is more than like what I'm what I thought it was, you know. It's more than just freaking rolling around on the floor. This is like a this is a real movement. So um yeah, that's 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 tight.
1: Yeah, it was interesting you mentioned some of those names. Um, uh uh-huh. uh Stuntman, Robzilla, Joe. Because um, they've been around Juice since the very inception. Oh yeah. And they they were actually very much instrumental in in bringing together uh, the organization and, and the b boy community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just amazing how many um, b boys and b girls have been through Juice at one yeah. time in their life and have yeah. come through the doors. Um, you know, I always hear so many international visitors come and go hey we we heard about this place in la yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 you have such a long history of all these you know b-boys we used to watch on vhs tapes and now are on youtube but this has been like an iconic spot where people have come through at least one time in their life Mm -hmm. and so it's it's really cool to hear you know how individuals from like japan germany just you know they they say hey we're here. We just want to take a picture of this, you know, amazing spot yeah. where a lot of history has come from. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's always really encouraging to hear something like that. Yeah, no, I knew about Juice
0: before I moved to LA. I, I mean, I had, I've probably known about it for a long time. I didn't know exactly what it was, but um, it was like it, there was always like a buzz around like what you know what this is. There's this thing out in LA, and I had I only moved out here like maybe less than six months ago. And so I had no idea, um, you know, what, I guess how deep it was. And so once I got here, I was like, oh, it's, this is, uh, this is like a real, like, thing. I thought it was just like a a dance studio or something, you know what I mean, Um, that had been around for a while. But no, this is like, this is, this, you guys have a whole freaking mission that you're trying to accomplish i mean you are accomplishing and so yeah it, it was just amazing to see that and so that and that's why i wanted to talk to you today so <laughs> yeah um so you said you were in japan what, about what age were you when you were in japan
1: i was about 23 okay 23 years old and so that's when you first got into breaking i think seriously okay taking it more seriously just really training um because before that i mean you know i go to a party and i was like oh there's a circle here let me show them how to do flares oh yeah yeah that's y- you know so i i kind of knew of um did you do the gymnast start where you're like yes yeah, so i tried no do it. i i <laughs> i because i i saw like i go that looks really corny if i you know do it like like that no
0: you should have done it you should have put on a whole like (laughs) uh what is it the leotard or whatever, and then just do it Uh yeah
1: but but i would uh you know i would i would remember you know going to these like events where like you know a circle always forms right and then you get Uh you know people going in there and and doing a lot of like footwork and then all of a sudden i go in there and you know at that time in my life i was i was pretty good at gymnastics i was really in good shape and Mm so i was just doing like t flares yeah like just easy and then matched. i was like super easy then i'd go right into like these flares where it, you know it, it looked like gymnastics mm-hmm. well i got a funny story so the first time i came to juice and i started to um i started to get down and you know i started doing these flares yeah, yeah. and this b-boy comes up to me and says gymnastics Gymnastics. <laughs> he knew right away because yeah. he goes, you know, the the way I did it was like it was just, you know, I was almost in splits doing gym, like yeah. like flares with like pointed toes, and yeah. you know, and I was able to do it in reverse ways where I was like doing flares and spinning the other way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he pointed it out right away. He goes, gymnastics. <laughs> so I, I always remember That's that. Fun um and so yeah it kind of go i go oh gosh is that obvious (laughs) that's when you do a backflip and just do this yes yeah and then then walk away yeah that's what i would have
0: done but i can't do that so (laughs) but no yeah if i was if i was a gymnast i would have totally just embraced it and been like most form perfect flares and then go yes and Boom! And you uh, rip off your hoodie and you got a leotard <laughs> underneath. <it. laughs> uh, I don't know. I like to mess around with stuff like that, but that's tight. So, um, so I guess what age do you think you started breaking? Then, or like,
1: I think it was always part of me, like gymnastics, and then yeah. like showcasing. I, I always like to perform. I think that was the aspect of something yeah. that's been part of my life. So. You were
0: destined to be a b
1: boy. Um, so I would say. Seriously, probably around 23, 24. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even know what a six-step was. I was like, yeah. I just thought people ran around like with their <laughs> hands and feet. I go, oh, there's an actual fundamental way to do this yeah 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 and and so i i was like because i used to pretend like you know i just go oh i got this you know and And then you run around yeah and and so it's funny now because i i i teach a lot of young kids yeah and you know they they always see what people are doing but they just run around with their hands and feet and thinking that's exactly what everyone else do which is true to a certain extent but i think you know you start to break it down and go okay there's an actual there's a formula to this and there's an actual hand feet movement that you know everyone learns from Mm mm-hmm Yeah. And I mean,
0: and it's, and it's so deep too. I mean, there's like every little position you're putting your hand in your foot is like a different move almost. I mean, I I don't know. I have a whole thing about my perspective of footwork, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, But so breaking, so you, you always felt like you were kind of destined to be a B-boy. You're a B-boy in a gymnast uh, body, I suppose. And so you came into it. And you already had the arsenal as if you had been breaking your entire life and just forgot to do footwork or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, i, I got to be honest, I, I didn't learn footwork till much later on. Yeah. A- and then, you know, as, as you get older, you know, I think the power moves become a little more difficult because it hurts your elbows oh, or your yeah. shoulders, your wrist. And so, I mean, for me, like, I even stopped doing flares like five, six years ago just because uh-huh. it was just every time I did it, I'd just it hurt my body a lot. And yes. so what I started to do a little bit more was focus on um, style and, and just almost fundamentals and, and go in the reverse way where I'm going backwards, where I'm going, all right, I can do these things that, that you know, I can condition my body to not do so much, um, I guess, power moves but I can go more to style and Uh try to do what I can do within my my age and and still feel healthy afterwards yeah yeah I I mean I think that's what's so great about breaking is like
0: there's just it's such a branching thing I mean there's so much I mean look as someone outside looking in they probably like I don't understand this but like when you go into it it's like man there's so many things to learn that there's no way you're going to learn it all in the your lifetime as a b-boy and so t- taking pieces of everything and you can just mix it in whatever way you want i think that that is like so cool that you know your 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 style kind of um develops as you age because of it, it like develops around what you're capable of in a way you know i mean like for me um i started out doing a lot of footwork then I started doing power moves. Then I started injuring myself, and I stopped doing power moves, and just started doing other things. <laughs> I started freestyling a lot more, doing more top rocks and you know other like flowy type of moves, lots of transitions and stuff. And then um, I don't know. Now I'm where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of like do, like I can do moves,
1: but it's like oh, there's a risk to it. Uh, I might hurt myself. So. Yeah, one thing I love about breaking is is you know, is just the the free flow of creativity. I think creativity comes from different inspirations in your life, mm-hmm. and maybe what you do outside of practice or things that you see. You know, I, I get a lot of inspiration by watching other styles of dance. Yeah, I go and I and I love just you know house dance or just different movements and I go wow that's really cool. What if I you know. You know, create that movement in my top rocks and just be a little bit more funky. You know, and yeah, and I love that aspect of just being unique um, and just developing your own style through whatever inspires you in life. Yeah, I I always got inspired
0: by um, those old like corny uh, kung fu movies. That for some reason they were just so cool to see, like someone whooping the other dude's ass, and then he just like sits in some crazy freeze and he just you know his mouth moves and then it says something else but oh dude my style is better than yours i always thought that that was the dopest thing ever and they would you know i used to watch this one movie called the buddhist fist a long time ago and this dude would just jump into the craziest freezes and i was like dude this guy's a b-boy like for reals he's just hitting i remember he hit this crazy like chair freeze on his elbow and he's just pointing at the guy, and he's just like talking shit. I'm like, <laughs> "Oh dude, that's what's up." And then you know, he obviously gets up and whoops his ass or whatever, but I always liked that because it was just so corny, but so dope. yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> uh, but yeah, the movement is is so is so cool, but yeah, it, just getting the inspiration anywhere i mean is is encouraged in breaking in I think that that's the 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 overall um. Uh, i don't know message to be said and 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 why it resonates with me so much and resonates with a lot of people, yeah oh, yeah so um outside of hip hop, do you have any other creative uh endeavors or hobbies um in your life?
1: yeah, so sounds funny but there there's a couple things I like to do um one of them is sing karaoke. <laughs>
0: Dope. yo dude so, that's what's up um, no um, me and um, my brother
1: are hell into karaoke <laughs> i mean like we're i'm not
0: we're not good singers but dude i'm down
1: with yeah karaoke. so that's one of my um i wouldn't say it was one of my passions um i have a, a singing group that i go to every wednesday oh dang so you're legit and so we do karaoke every wednesday um and so i've been doing this for the last you know five or six years straight
0: that's tight
1: um, so I really enjoy that aspect of being creative, but, you know, um, singing renditions of songs in, in my own way. What's uh, your favorite song to sing? Oh man, I, you know, that's a great question. Um, I don't have one. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, it all depends on the crowd of like what type of music they like and, okay. and, and maybe that would be like the song genre I would choose just, you know. If if there was like a whole crowd of um, b boys, what would you pick? Oh man, it, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a pop love song. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe like a Bruno Mars song. Okay, or, yeah, yeah, just something that has a little bit more funk to it that yeah, yeah. like people can get into and like yeah, Uptown that's, that's, Funk or whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 24 karat t- you know yeah yeah, like that. yeah yeah just st- something that's like groovy funky you know that people can all go yeah let's get down to that <laughs> nice what, okay so what about if it was like a uh
0: like a senior citizen home uh uh yeah a senior citizen home
1: well a funny thing you mentioned senior citizen home so one of my good friends right now what he's doing is he's going to different senior citizen homes and he's setting up karaoke for them and and because it does a lot of things it it helps stimulate the mind you know and whether they sing well or not it's it's the matter of reading something on television keeping you up and it just they reflect on the past and I think you know memory is a big thing with with you know older folks and so there's something there's some there's a really deep connection between singing that stimulates the mind but also being able to read and and do a whole thing so the interesting thing was I went to uh, a senior citizen home and yeah. to join them in karaoke night. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, most of them probably won't recognize, you know, anything that's probably from the 90s and on. Yeah. You know, most of them are like, oh, do you know like Dean Martin or something yeah, really yeah. old. Um, so one of the songs I sang, just because I don't really know a whole lot of really old songs. I mean, i sing seen a lot of Beatles songs too, but... okay. Um, you know, maybe some like the Rascal Flats, like Life okay. is a Highway that just kinda is, is they may not recognize it, but the melody is kinda cool, so they go oh they start to like, you know, maybe even dance to it a little bit, yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's tight.
1: So are you like a pretty good singer? In my mind I'm a pretty good singer, but to other people, I'm probably just mediocre. Okay.
0: <laughs> I've I've always wanted to learn to sing. Like I've I've recently got pretty into like music production and I've like in my mind, I've always been like, "Oh, I want to sing over these," but um, I don't know. I don't know how to sing. I mean, like I can fake it. I do. I mean, me and my brother would always do karaoke, and we we don't do it too often anymore. But we used to do it literally like every week. We would go to this um, this Japanese restaurant in Sacramento, and we would just we would be the only people doing it too, and we would just freaking take over the restaurant just singing. <laughs> I don't know. We would always sing like. uh welcome to the jungle (laughs) (laughs) those
1: are are tough songs
0: yeah those are really hard those are hard songs to sing so i mean we sucked at it so (laughs) but um what was the other song we'd sing um i believe in a thing called love by the dark uh the darkness okay yeah that song was all we were all about that one um yeah, I don't know. We back, tons of Backstreet Boys songs and shit. Sure. Oh, those are
1: classics and yeah. you know everyone knows them too. So I was in Japan um, going back to that time period and I remember, you know, I would be new to the location, the area. I didn't have any friends at that point in time. Oh. Just knew, you know, we have our days off, you know, from work cuz I taught English in Japan. So Oh, were you doing like a jet program? Yeah, it was whatever? it was a private school program. Okay. And so on my days off, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, what should I do? There's all these karaoke places all over the place. But I was like, all right, how does this work? Yeah. You know, I'm just going to enter it. So one day I decided to go, let me just check it out, you know? And so I get there and it's like, yeah, I like to sing karaoke. Yeah. And this is like my broken English. I broken Japanese. Yeah, And, and they the like, one? Yeah, just me. She's like, I think they asked me <laughs> like three or four times. Like, one just one <laughs> she's like are you crazy and, and so i said yeah just me and I said okay so and they did it by time so i remember i would like jam uh, you know like because they charge by hour so i, I would have invited like, her <laughs> so I, you know and you have to order a drink too that's like their minimum oh, okay so i would like pack in, you know as many songs as I can and, and then do that and so i remember going back to the class because i used to teach adults english mm-hmm. and we were talking about karaoke And and this one Japanese student of mine, she's like, you know, seeing karaoke by yourself is like going to Disneyland by yourself and running all the rides by yourself. (laughs) That's how weird it might be. (laughs) But I was so into it. I mean, I loved it. And I love being part of like a group scene karaoke. Dude, That's a
0: burn. (laughs) She burned you pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but you know and that's i guess it, it just kind of it was part of something that i love to do is sing yeah. and, and i don't even know how to sing well like uh-huh. i think in my mind i can sing okay but in terms of seeing lessons and, and how to really resonate your voice and how to do it properly you know it's all been self-taught just like okay. kind of somewhat like breaking is but you know it's yeah. all been self-taught so you never took any
0: voice lessons or anything never took anything i've always thought about taking it i just don't have the time right now but i think Eventually, I'll probably do it just because it's always been something I wanted to learn. Mm. When I was younger, um, uh, we would go to, um, my mom had us in um, like a, uh, what is it called? Uh, 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 Sunday school. And so we would always, we'd have to be a part of like a choir there. So uh, at a young age, we were learning how to sing, um, you know, probably through elementary school or whatever. And then, um, you know, and then I s- stopped doing that. And, but it always was, you know, I guess the little bit of singing lessons I had when I was younger through that is it's really the only thing I've had. But sometimes i watch like YouTube videos about how to like use your uh, lungs better, your diaphragm better. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a good singer though, but it's something I definitely want to get
1: good at. Hey, well, you know what? We got to set a date and just bang it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. You know, whenever my brother has like a party at his house, he has a little, uh, what's it called,
0: magic mic. Uh huh. And we just like go off on that. Yeah. Like, all the
1: so, so I set up at my place. Uh huh. Um, kind of this, I have two mics, I have a mixer, and I have a, a, a karaoke program that has tons of songs I just kind of go through that's tight. and so i remember going to um it was a juice event and we just all got together a lot of the staff and friends <laughs> oh. came by and my friend um who's a dj yeah he yeah. goes you're like because i brought the whole system over i brought my pa system yeah. the mics the stands he's all like you're like a dj for, for karaoke because <laughs> i was kind of like all right next song up. you know who's on deck you know that's tight yeah dude i always was
0: curious um or i always had this weird idea that to do karaoke at a jam like while people are battling just have a d i don't know how it would quite work but like you're playing music and then someone's up there just singing like the song i don't know how it worked quite but like (laughs) i always thought that that'd be so dope to make that happen It, it it would like totally lighten up the mood i think of a jam And I'm all about that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think breaking away from the traditional structures, that'd be interesting. You know, one aspect about jams I love is, you know, live music. I mean, gosh, just having live music, live band members. It's so different. It's so cool. I remember going to um, one of Jess Gill's events, Uh and it it was just awesome. They just had a full-on live band just going off, you know, for a handful of songs, and you know, it was just really cool just to just have that aspect of it, like it was a concert.
0: Yeah, it feels like it, and it, you know, um, and they're just like a lot of times I saw it would be like the DJ is playing their music, and then this live band would just jump on and just put a bass line or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I always thought that was tight. They'd hit the drums and stuff.
1: They yeah. just kind of play along with it. Yeah, we did a couple of jams over at the park where we um, brought in a drum set. A saxophone site. and we had two djs just yeah. spinning at the same time and using other instruments along yeah it, it just really created a different vibe and i thought it was really cool yeah
0: yeah it, it creates a concert vibe and it's it's not it's not even like you had an entire band or like you know that uh, they had, like, a whole set that they were doing. It was just some guys just playing, you know, me, playing to a song that's already exists. Yeah. This is probably how they practice, to be honest. And so they were just like, hey, I'm down with this, you know, playing yeah. the drums. And then everybody loves it. So I, uh, I actually met a few drummers um, recently, and I was like, hey, is this the kind of, is this, like, how you practice? Because this is, like, something that b-boys love You know, b-boys and b-girls love and so if you ever wanted to just go to a jam or something or a practice even and just jam out like it would be definitely yeah
1: i i would invite that too to just like you know let's just bring out some congas and just have just just have beats and just just freestyle it and just you know bring in other friends just want to have really cool rhythms and just jam out to it because I, I love the diversity of, of different types of music, mm-hmm. um, as long as it, it has like a consistent beat that people are into. What's your favorite style of music, actually? So what I listen to, I listen to the top forty music. Oh, you do? Okay, <laughs> I do. That's um, tight. And I think some of that comes because you know when I start to sing karaoke. Oh like, yeah, that's that, those are the songs I, I go. Okay, those are kind of popular now. But there are certain songs I go. Okay, I really like that type of song. Yeah. Um, and it's it doesn't have to be all male singers too. Like there 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 are there are Taylor Swift songs. There's Halsey yeah. songs that I'm into that I go, Okay, that really has a really cool melody and a beat. I'm gonna sing the guy version of it. Okay. You know, in a different key. Um Yeah, but I listen to top forty, but then, you know, when I when I break and so forth, I mean you know, I kinda listen to just the remixes and yeah. some of, you know, great funk and R and B that just
0: is out there when 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 anybody asks me that question i always have a hard time answering it because i i can literally find a song in any genre that i like you know and so i mean maybe the answer to the question is like which genre do i find the most songs but there's some genres i just haven't you know dug so deep into but i i just i just love music like you know I'll hear I'll hear something weird um, that I've never heard before. And I'll go like, okay, I don't quite understand this yet, but let me give it a try. And I, you know, sometimes I'll get into it and I'll go like, oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do, because it's not it's not always just um, about a lot. I mean, a lot of time there's they're trying to do something different musically and it's maybe just not understood at that time because it's so different. Mm. And I mean, it's just it's fun to like break down what they were creatively doing in their music. Yeah. And so, and that that's what I think is so fun about music and why uh, so many different styles of music like resonate with me. And so, um, yeah, I like to listen to some of the weird, like experimental stuff that like doesn't even have uh, like a, 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 you know, a steady beat or anything, because even that stuff you go, like you, you want to break down, like what the heck is going on? And it? it's like, it's so cool. Like once you start figuring it out mm-hmm. you know? and I think, getting more into music production has helped me kind of break down music a lot better too so but yeah i don't know i, I you know when i was younger i was really into like rock music alternative you know like nirvana third eye blind guys mm-hmm. things like that um rage against the machine i was really into um and then later on i started getting more into hip-hop then it got more into like soul music uh funk music and stuff, uh, namely from breaking jazz music. Um, Got a little bit into, like, country music. Um, uh, Recently, I've been into, like, mumble rap, actually. Okay. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have, like, a kind of weird disdain for it, which at first, when I I first heard it, I was like, oh, what is this stuff? And then um, I kind of gave it a try for a while, and then I started realizing, you know, mumble rap is, like, this generation this generation's way of being like counterculture you know i've talked to a lot of people about this actually on this podcast but hip-hop has always been like a somewhat counterculture thing they want to do the something new that no one else has done and like i really feel like that's what the mumble rap scene was all about was like let's make music but we're not trying to copy what these guys did before us let's do something new you know, much like punk, how punk music they would scream and you know, kind of have uh, inaudible like noise almost. Um, I feel like that's what mumble rap is doing. And so I've I've always liked punk music, and so when I, uh, w- when I realized that connection to counterculture and like them doing something different, I really gained like a huge uh, 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 respect, I guess, for it. And um, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think hip hop is is very much you know that outlet. It's that it's that counterculture. It's it's creating something you always know, say from nothing, but you know it's really you know having having that creativeness with what you have. Yeah, you know, and and I think it's just it's a really unique way of expression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look back as to um, the evolution of hip hop because yeah. you know hip hop culture has been changing over the years. And I think it changes. I think as as we come to the new age is what, what's, what people, you know, go through in their lives um, kind of reflect the outcome of how they express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times people have hip hop and, and the culture kind of confused in some sense, especially mm-hmm. if, if you're not really involved in the community to see what it's all about. You know, that was one of the topics of discussion is, you know, what is hip-hop, right? And I think yeah. people always go, well, you know, hip-hop is, is, is rap music. Yeah. It's, it's a style of dance. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some type of, you know, disconnect between what, what, is, what is authentic hip-hop. You know, and so people go, well, what is hip-hop? And every time I, and I explain hip-hop to others that may not have been involved in the culture, I tell them it's about, it's about community. It's about respect and love. It's yeah. about bringing you know, positivity to, uh, to the world. Yeah, it's, it's about belonging, family. And, and these yeah. are all the, the items that kind of form what we call hip-hop today. And so you know, what we try to do over at Juice is to kind of keep those core values about um, having respect for everyone. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter your background, your race, your color, your talent, anything you know everybody is welcome in hip hop yeah and um you know that's one of the, the things that you know we pride ourselves just to make sure that you know we want to make sure the doors are open for everybody yeah hip hop to me
0: is like a lifestyle it's a it's a culture it's a lifestyle and it's um it's not it transcends i think all of the 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 you know the four elements the four typical elements we talk i think it i think it's um it's, it's f- much more than that it's it's a lifestyle it's a it's a whole culture and it's ever growing I wouldn't be surprised if later on we start saying that there's five elements of hip-hop or six elements of hip-hop you know what I mean um, and I think it's just because the bubble is growing more and we're like you know as more people get involved with it we're we're actually figuring out more about like what this all what this all is and um and so uh you know I think in the next, couple years we're going to probably see more and more people getting involved with it um uh namely you know breaking is now going to be in the olympics so i think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes uh to um what we do and so i wouldn't be surprised if there's an influx of new b-boys you know coming in and trying to learn what hip-hop is and so uh, i think having a good um defined community for them to and welcoming community ready for them is like really the best way to handle that because it's not, you know, this is a welcoming community. And so uh, we want to, we want to make that apparent, you know, when, when that happens. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. It's
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, breaking, breaking is always meant to evolve over time with whatever's going on in the world or whatever's happening in our community um, and a lot of people ask me, you know, what do you think about breaking in the Olympics? Yeah, And, you know, I think it's part of its course. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think breaking is always meant to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of great things um, with having breaking as part of a larger community. Yeah. And people being exposed to something that's really important. uh uh-huh. um, I think what's important is to make sure that the information about what hip-hop is and what the true culture is is also explained yeah and that there's right people that are able to be part of you know getting that information out to people that may not know a lot about hip-hop or breaking i mean that's a really important figure to make sure that you know whatever the olympic committee decides to do is to make sure that there's they keep that authenticity of of the culture
0: Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my friend Serge uh, yesterday, actually, about all this, and he's, um, like, he's very adamant about portraying hip-hop correctly. Like, he he really wants people to understand there's, like, a lot of, uh, I guess, a struggle that was, you know, kind of baked into hip-hop and that he does he wants when people come in he doesn't want to shoo them away or anything he wants to welcome them but then also like educate them about what this is and that they're not just coming into it as um you know just for the good i guess but but understanding everything about it you know the history of it and that maybe there was some bad parts uh uh, that you know namely that there's maybe some kind of um Oh, uh, what would you, you know, uh, it's kind of built out of, you know, the ghetto, it's built out of um, poverty, it was built out of, you know, a, a basic struggle in life, uh, and to to get to where it is now. And so coming into it, you got to respect that as well. And so that was, that was one of the main things he was he, he, he wants to, to portray as, a, you know, the scene evolves. So which I, which I respect. I think that's a, that's a good thing to, to do, you know, to always respect like your history, but also welcome in the evolution of it. So, um, um, well, anyways, we're hitting about an hour right now, so I think we could probably wrap this show up. Do you have any last words, anything else? I know we didn't really talk about, um, like a crew affiliation or anything. Do you
1: have a crew affiliation? So I, I don't. I don't okay. have a crew affiliation. I guess I, 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 get, I guess, you know, there is a juice crew out there here, but Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna battle them? <laughs> no, I think mean, they're pretty good. But um Okay. Yeah, I you know, I, I look at, you know, the evolution of also Juice and where it has been and where it's come to. And, you know, part of what we wanna continue to do is is build this model that we have is free spaces for Anybody to come through yeah. to be able to express themselves um, in all areas. I mean, I think if, if you ask me, you know, what is, what do I see in the future of juice? And I go, gosh, I could see juice in, in every city, cross country, cross the seas, um, having a location all over, just a place where people can come to, to express themselves, utilizing the hip hop arts as a tool for social change, empowerment, Mm-hmm you know, arts education, um, and just changing people's lives. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're our future and our hope is to continue to do what we're doing, continue to grow, continue to build new team members, but also establish new locations across, you know, different areas. And right now that's what we're trying to do is, is, is organically grow. Um, you know, we've been working with the city and the County of Los Angeles, Um, we have different locations that we could possibly open up. Um, but I think what's holding us back right now is just the ability to, um, staff and also finance some of those locations because it is a free program. So a lot of things that we do, you know, it's all either by donations or individuals that really believe in what we do. And so, um, you know, if we have one of those, you know, wonderful funders one day that says, Hey, you know, how do we really help you guys really take this thing off? Yeah, I think that could really change what we do. And I think, you know, as we get towards, you know, more popularity with the Olympics and and just the media and so forth, you know, our hope is to be able to also maybe even ride that wave a little bit and Mm -hmm. to, you know, grow what we do.
0: Yeah, I I would imagine there's probably a lot of opportunity for grants out there. I mean, there already is, but I think maybe as there's more popularity, there's there's probably more willing of, you know, of these organizations and the government to G- yeah. You know, give you guys grants to do what you do, especially if you have a a, a, a well defined message and plan. Um, you know to execute it. So, yeah. I think you know my 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 mother. She's a um uh an art. She's an artist and a and a teacher. And so she was doing a lot of similar kind of work in Sacramento, where she was getting grants to 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 do these um what would it. It was like a, it's like a, like a program. It's a healing program through art is I guess Mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. It's where she would, she had um, women who were, you know, subject to abuse or whatever. And they came in, did artwork to kind of like as a therapy. And so she was the teacher and, and the organizer, the director, I don't know all that stuff so she was doing all the grant writing and everything to to put this program on and so she did that for a very very long time now now she's retired but um, okay she still kind of teaches a little bit but um but yeah uh i imagine i mean because there's a need for it and so it's it's i imagine that there's tons of grants
1: right now what we're doing um is collaborating with larger organizations yeah so we're going to be working with LAUSD and after school enrichment programs we're finishing up our contract with them and we have a school that we're specifically going to do free breaking programs yeah and then we're going to work with another organization in the location that we're with that's already you know a a pretty well-known youth organization and incorporating something hip and cool into their program for some of their youth Mm -hmm. um and then you know one of the other ideas that we're doing right now that we're working towards is opening up another location for juice on Saturday at the same time that we have our program and um, being able to teach kids and families specifically new to breaking. Oh, cool. And so we have a location already determined for that. And once again, it's about staffing Um, and I'm probably going to end up doing that portion of just kind of going with it and just seeing where it leads us. Yeah. Like everything, you know, we, we try things and sometimes we learn from them and we, we, get better at it yeah yeah well
0: i think that you're doing some amazing work and um you know i'm glad to hear that it's growing and that you have big plans for the future so stay tuned um and i'd love to have you back if you ever have time to come and talk to more stuff do some karaoke (laughs) (laughs) i'm down with it um dope dude so uh do you have any like social media to shout out or whatever i don't know
1: yeah so you can follow us on a juice hip-hop um i always say like orange juice so juice and hip-hop um that's our that's our our handle so come follow us yep we're over at MacArthur park every saturday from 12 to 4 and then salazar park in east la on fridays from 6 to 8 p.m free for everybody
0: free for everybody even me yeah Um, dope cool thank you for for coming on dude this has been a great time i think this was a great episode i'm really happy that you were able to come um and thank you guys for listening all you zero listeners um dope sorry this show
1: sucks